What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Business Breakthrough. I sit down with Scott from Nordic Painting, and we discuss the biggest hurdle he has in his business, which is getting through the winter. Now, yes, I'm a Florida contractor, so for me to be giving advice on how to get through the winter, it might seem a little off, but I do deal with rain. I do deal with obstacles that make me have to pivot and bring my guys inside, and that's kind of what we're going to focus on uh, with Scott, but the marketing and the sales principles are what's going to take you through that winter. And the the title of this business breakthrough session is "Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty," and that's kind of what we're going to base this breakthrough session off of. So I'm excited for you to jump in, dive in with us as we discuss how we're going to get Scott through the winter and help him thrive not only this year but next year and the years after that. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Scott with uh, Nordic Painting and Decorating, and we're gonna we're just going to dive into it, man. Scott, why don't you tell me a little bit about... Um, really the first thing I always like to ask, and this is, you know, this is just right off the top here because Scott and I just met last week. So, um, I don't really know much, but I'd like to know what, what does the system in your business look like? Uh, briefly tell me how many employees you got, what you guys specialize, specialize in, um, and give me an idea of kind of revenue. Give me an idea where you're at with that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in, in the high season, we got about full, four full-time employees. Uh, we do, we stick with main, mainly a lot of residential repaints on exteriors, a lot of interior stuff Perfect. too. Yep. Now getting into a little bit of like interior commercial stuff. And okay. So, I mean, a little bit of everything, but definitely more on the homeowner kind of side of things, dealing sure. with uh, repaints and stuff like that. Yeah, that's me too. Same, same market, man. Yeah. So yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, kind of going back and making things look good again. You know? Yeah. So what about the, what about the, the workers? Are they employees or are they subs? They're employees. And okay. I have, I have one team of subs I use in some. Every situation. now and then. Got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. cool. So what's your role? Like, what does your day to day look like? You look pretty comfortable right now. It's Monday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, just hanging out. It's winter here. So, it's winter. Uh, so uh, what is, what is your day? What does your day to day look like right now? So right now in the winter, it gets real slow. And obviously exterior work is non-existent. Right. Uh, anytime it gets below, you know, 40 degrees, we usually, we call it for the season. Um, so yeah, a lot of this is just going into marketing and getting myself ready for spring. I'm doing a lot of estimates. Um, I'm keeping my guys busy with little interior jobs here and there. Um, I try to, in the winter when it's super slow, like it is now, I shoot to get them on like at least four days a week. Yeah. So that's, that's the good. goal, you know, just, just but, keeping uh, them sustained throughout the holiday. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is by far, I'm sure it's the same for you out in Florida, right before Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah. is the slowest time of the year. So yeah. Yeah. Well, for, for me, honestly, I've actually this week seen a major uptick and a lot of people, and again, we're in two totally different markets. I think people know 
um, you know, being, they can get paint on year round, nothing's different. So there's not this big like winter that's coming. Um, but I could totally understand, you know, either way, the focus for me is still get my guys through the holidays, be strategic in my scheduling, yeah. knowing that knowing what dates Christmas is coming, what weekends are going to be off, what, what week is not going to be, you know, the hardest week would be right after Christmas. And then you have um, uh, New Year's right there. That's like a whole week where it's like impossible to find work. So planning right. around that. So yeah. I, last year, I just paid the guys through it. I mean, that was like my gift. Uh, mm-hmm. just give them, give them a full week of pay yeah. um, for that week, which is also a tax write-off. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it worked out well. Yeah. And that's, that's important when you got good guys and you care yeah. about the people working for you, you know, absolutely things really, uh, those incentives. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we're, so what got you into the painting business? You, you know, you're a young guy, man. So oh, yeah, I'm I'm young. especially around here, it's a lot of older guys doing things. I'm yeah. definitely, I think I'm, I'm 22. So okay. I'm on the younger side. Uh, so my father owned a general contracting company, uh, okay. for like 35 years and he was doing a lot of spec homes, stuff like yep. that. And the first thing he taught me, I was like 14 at the time was how to work a paintbrush. And yeah, you know, that was it. And I enjoyed that side of it. Um, I enjoyed the construction too, but uh, the biggest struggle I saw my dad fight with all the time was dealing with all the trades. And he said it was a lot of babysitting and it's a lot of, uh, you You can be very good at, at all the trades, but not as good as if you just did a couple of them. If that makes yeah. sense? Um, yeah, absolutely. And your production, um, is, I feel, is a lot higher, too. If you're sticking with the same things and you can get a really efficient team on a job, um, you know, it's it's amazing. You can just go yeah. from one job to the next and you can you can train people. Another thing about painting, and I found, um, is the trainability. It's a lot less training time. Yep. I can have a, a really skilled painter in about a year um, if I really take the time with them. For general construction and remodels and stuff, I mean – it can take years and yeah i mean it really can years just uh yeah so painting is like a honey hole man i mean with the the lack of having to you know get someone trained up to an expert level like drywall finishing all you know i had a guy today ask me and i'm big about niching down you just said it i mean really niching down is getting being narrow in exactly what you're best at giving your guys the ability to perform well and don't have high expectations you know really i mean you know, that's a whole topic in itself. So you have a, a really good foundation, you know, in terms of what I can tell from you, 22, you got, you know, a mentor, your dad kind of giving you the the same advice that I yeah. shoot out to everybody. And really it's him learning from his mistakes or his experiences. So you're, you're really lined up um, in my opinion for success. I love the fact that you have employees, you know, I think employees are the best way to, I mean, it's, it's a long-term vision that you have to have a little bit harder because you can't just get rid of them during the holidays like you know if you had subs you know they're they're counting on you um so i mean i think i mean i love all that i think you and i have a lot of similarities so i guess now that we got you know some of the good things out of the way my my next question is like what is what is something in your business that you're not so happy about what's something in your business that you're looking at looking at like man i just can't get over this small hurdle here what is what is that for you yeah, so it's definitely kind of what we've been talking about. When when winters come around, I'm in a really rural area. So um, I the town I actually live in is about 330 people. So okay. and it's wow. interesting because outside, it's a vacation town though. And you get, you know, I, 
I don't know exactly, but you get, th- you know, four or 5,000 vacation people right. up, you know, we're right on the lake here. And then yeah. I'm like 30 minutes from like Wisconsin Dells, which is a huge vacation city. And I'm like an hour. Yeah. In so we have big okay. cities in between. I'm in the proximity of it, but it's definitely more of a rural area. Right. Um, so yeah, it seems to be when winter comes rolling around, things okay. slow down. It's like in, in the summer, I'm so busy and so like I can't even catch up with anything and it seems like I can't even work on my marketing side of the thing because I'm not at that right. yet where I cannot be on the job, you know? Right. Yeah. So so you're at a position right now where it's almost like, you know, you're kind of just like you, you don't really you can't really market. You don't really have that like you're you're kind of just in limbo, it sounds like, and you're just kind of taking on these little jobs for your guys and you're just at a standstill. Yeah. Um what what have you done so far with your marketing that's been working? So a lot of it's word of mouth, especially around here. Like I get really good referrals from the paint stores I'm associated with. So yeah. they send me a lot of work. Um, so I'm really blessed for that. I mean, I get a lot yeah. of work. From work. Okay. Uh, my Facebook page alone, actually, and I'm kind of surprised. I don't I haven't done any advertising on it yet, though, because kind of a lot of people have been, you know, coming from from that. I think too, I've noticed my area is there's like nobody else advertising. Most guys don't have a Facebook page. Most people don't even have a website. They literally have a phone number on Google with not a single picture. So I think, you know, alone, it kind of, it stands out. So, yeah. So from what I gathered, it's the, it's the, um, it's Sherman Williams or the paint store that you're using. Um, you have, you have word of mouth there. You got, um, your Facebook page, um, you know, are you doing any paid advertising or no? No, and I'm trying to start in to kind of look into it. Um, I haven't okay. trying to figure out what's going to be most effective, I guess. Most effective. Okay. Um, well, let me, let's start there, you know, and I think, yeah. you know, I, I, a lot of people listen to me. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but if I'm assessing this situation, if I were right on your couch and I, my job is to come up there and, and figure out what's going on. Um, my, my first thing is that, you should have been digging your well before you, before you're thirsty, you know, Um, that's the, that's the, the major point here is that, you know, and I think this is the secret of the legends up North, man, the companies that, that don't even, that don't make it through um, winter. They actually thrive through winter uh, up North. And there's a bunch of them. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's people are going to want work done. It doesn't matter what the, what the time of the year is. They're just going to want interior work done, you know, and actually because what I've learned in COVID is the more people spend, the more time people spend in their house, I think the greater the motivation is to actually get that work done. Would you agree? Around their house, a lot of people are working from home. They start noticing things. Like, man, this wall looks horrible, you know, and then boom. So, so looking at that, the well should have been dug actually last year or early last year. Early this year, excuse yeah. me, in March, in April, of learning the basics of paid advertising. Uh-huh. And paid advertising is a beautiful thing because, in most cases, paid advertising will allow you to niche down and actually select the type of request that you, uh, you need. So, for example, um, you know, it would be if you used Home Advisor or Thumbtack or Angie's List, you're yeah. going to tell them that you just want interior leads. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So if you have interior leads throughout that whole year, that's going to give you that leg up for when winter comes, you know? So yeah. that would be number one for me. The second thing is, is, you know, how long have you been in business? 
So like a year and a half. So pretty. About a year and a half. So you should have developed by now a book of business. Yeah. Do you currently have a CRM that you're using in your business? I do. Yes. yes. Okay. What are you using? So ex explain that a little bit because I might uh, explain what you mean by that. Um, like software. Like what are you using to um, to store all your clients' emails, address, phone numbers? Oh, actually, simply, um, I'm pretty old fashioned there. I keep my contacts in my phone um, okay. and I put like on Google Drive. I make a I make a folder for that. OK, nothing too complicated. Um, I don't know if I know someone kind of has been saying QuickBooks. And is that true? Is QuickBooks? So, so QuickBooks, QuickBooks is for invoicing and estimating. And I'm not I'm not dropping an ad spot, but drip jobs is, is what I'm uh, working on. And that's that's yeah. a software designed to store all of your contacts, emails, addresses, phone numbers. But in the meantime, yeah. until that's ready, you should have something that that stores all this information. The reason why is because, you know, you, you know, I'll give you an example. Do you have a favorite restaurant up there? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and chances are, since you had a great experience with that restaurant, you're probably going to want to go back to that restaurant or even higher, you know, you have a high probability of referring somebody to that restaurant. So, you know, what I would suggest is, you know, going forward that with all that, all those people that you've serviced or you've at least given estimates to, they could easily be remarketed to in the winter. I mean, ultimately, I think in a, in a year and a half, knowing that you have four guys, you probably have at least 200 contacts at the very least homeowners in your area that you've talked to at least email from that you should be marketing to and saying, Hey, you know, Liz, or refer a friend, get 500 bucks, you know, whatever it is, but ultimately they know your brand yeah. that you should be, you should be remarketing to them. Yeah. One thing I know I want to do this year, especially with Christmas, just send out, send out like a card, not even much for, uh, not even to advertise, but just to say, thank you for your business in 2019 yeah. kind yeah. of thing. And, leave it like that just to remind them, Hey, you know, we got, we're lucky. We found someone that really cares. Yeah. About us, it's extraordinarily, like it's extraordinarily rare to have a painting company, um, have that level of customer service when it comes to reach back, you know, sending a postcard, sending an email, and there's all sorts right. of different services. There's a company called Thankster where you just load up you know, the email, the address, and, and they'll, they'll send a, a card out on your behalf. Or if you want to handwrite them, you can do that too. So, but really it's, it's more so about narrowing down where we're at right now with your specific issue, with your specific problem. And although we can look in the past and say, you should have dug your well, that's just obviously what you should be thinking about for next year. I'm yep. thinking right now. Um, so the reality of the situation is if I need a paint job, if I need an interior paint job in your specific area, um, I have no way to like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to find you. Yeah. Like yeah. that is, that is your, that is the biggest elephant in the room right now is that you can't be found. And yeah. it's not so much that there's not enough people. It's just that the, the lion's share of the demand is going to whoever's going to be found. Um, yeah. So what's the city that you work in? What's the town? So the next, the town is called Reesburg. Um, Reesburg. That's the biggest one. Now, uh, it's biggest R E I S. As like, what would you say goes, that your main is? It's hard because out here it's more of, it's more of the county. Sauk County is basically where I. Uh, 
Okay. How do I spell how do I, how do I spell the county? Uh, S A U K, and then County um, Wisconsin, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, and I got it. Salt County, Wisconsin. Go Pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so I'm looking right here, okay. And if I if I come to Salt County right now, okay, and I let's say I don't know, I'm an investor and I want to find a paint, I want to find a painting company to come in and knock out three of my vacation rentals in your in your community. The first thing that I'm going to do, until something comes across that is more efficient, more easier, and and has that much trust, is Google, okay? Is I'm going to go on Google. That's it. Yeah. Hey, cool. I don't know anyone here. Okay. You said it's a tourist place. So you got to expect that you're going to get some, some Google's yeah. Google searches. Okay. Let me explain how far away you are. Um, and, and this is good because I just want you to see how easy this is going to be for you to, to yeah. excel here. So you have absolutely no Google presence in, in when, when I search for Salt County, Wisconsin painters, okay? yeah. there's nothing yeah. there. Um, yeah. and my friend, there's only one painting company and, that is 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 killing the game on google in this area and they only have 21 five-star reviews so do you have any do you have a google listing right now i do yeah i think i got like seven seven reviews on that so yeah okay that's when, when you established for about a year the google page or my google uh business thing so. okay seven reviews in a year knowing yeah. that you've probably done over 60 to 70 jobs in this year probably so my that's okay. The big thing I got to start pushing is when I get done. Big thing. Big focus. Yeah. So let me help you and I'll give yeah. you some examples of what I do to get reviews. Super easy. Okay. So the first thing, the most important thing that I do is do a great job. That's one easy way yeah. to get a review, yeah. but you have to understand yeah. now that the best way to get a review is also to give somebody to make them feel that they got more value in the amount that they spent. Okay then, then your job is to make sure they get more value in, in the way that they feel about the money that they spent. So for example, if you do everything that you're promised to do in your proposal, the value is equal. You, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. Okay. You did yeah. your job, nothing more, nothing less. Okay. Start focusing on that one extra thing. You know, for us, sometimes we'll, if there's like a pole or something, we'll spray paint it. If there's a little mailbox, um, flag that needs to be redone yeah. red, we'll take it off, shoot it red real quick the little detail thing that costs maybe 20 minutes of time. Okay. That's After you do that, now you're in full control to ask for this review. And, and the way I say, you could ask either on the phone or you can ask in person. And the way I do it, and it's super easy. I just say, Hey, listen, you're going to be getting a text message. It should have a link for you to go to our Google page. I'd love it. If you could write a little review about us, it just goes so far for us. Yeah. Uh, we're a young company and we're trying to grow. Okay. Yeah. Would you mind doing that for me? Okay. If you come across to somebody like that as genuine and sincere as that, for them to say no would, is, is non-existent, number one, after you yeah. just did something. Now they owe you. Do you understand? Does that psychology make sense? Yeah. yeah. They owe you something on top of the money that yeah. they paid you. Now it's your review. Uh -huh. That's how I've always we ran it. Too. I said, if there's something easy you can add to the table for that customer and they don't even ask you to do it, but it needs to be done. Like you said, you know, maybe spraying a little like a light pole or something. You know, we always do that because it's amazing. Little things like that, how uh, yeah, the positive feedback you can get from them. So now does Google. Exactly. Um, and that's going to be a big focus. Does Google rank um, based on just reviews? Is that how it's going now for the SEO of Google or it's.
it's going to help. It's going to help. You know, what we're looking at right now is the map pack. So that's, you know, that's the easy map directory here. Um, but the main focus for you and, and you know, look, if you want to really skyrocket this, like if you want to take it to the next level, you should be hiring a Google expert. I had a Google expert for a year um, and they did a great job for me. I loved it. And I got to a point where I have a hundred and some reviews on Google five star for my company. And ultimately that's enough for me. So I didn't, I didn't have to pursue that any longer, um, but definitely a good investment to get somebody that knows exactly what they're doing. Um, that can get you ranked on Google, that can get your name up there. It's an, it's like the best investment you can make because it's so much cheaper than direct paid leads. And it's almost a guarantee that you're going to get calls in excess of what you spend for this person to do this for you. And, you know, you could target just to get interior painting on Google if you do Google ads, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of different avenues to take. But for me, I just look at it like this, you know, your competition is weak. Um, you know, you, you have a, a good business mind. And I think that if you just make this your focus um, going forward, you should, you should be at least, here's, here's, the, here's the threshold. You should be at least getting six to eight five-star reviews a month. You know, that should be, that's about, you know, yeah. 50% of your, your job should be giving you a good review. Uh-huh. Good to know. Yeah, because that's yeah. one thing I majorly want to work on. Because I, I almost feel, I mean, if you're to make a little bit less money, let's say even a, you know, that review, that five-star review on your business page is valued at so much in my eyes. You know what I mean? I like, agree. That, that is going to make you, that by itself is going to make you so much money in the long run. Then that's how I've always, I'm trying to structure my business now because sometimes it's not always about just going, doing a good job. It's a lot about, um, you know, getting those little incentives from um, customers like good reviews. Um, and Yeah. The the glare is insane. Florida sun, man. Yeah. Yeah. What's the temperature (laughs) out there? Yeah, man. Oh, it's like 80. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like 20 here, maybe. (laughs) So I'll trade. It's like 80. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) You know, but, but, but the thing about it is, is that in the same way that a good review is worth a certain value, a bad review can hurt you at a certain amount. A response to a bad review can also increase value based off of how you respond. Um, you know, I have a few of those that, that I feel as though I did everything in my power to, to rectify. And, and, you know, that's that, but, you know, so that's starting point is you know, getting that Google presence, the Google presence is going to help you and, and having, you know, the, the, I, I talk about the sales tool belt, having different things that you could say during an estimate. I talk about, you know, obviously we have a business tool belt about different ideas when it comes to, to creating opportunity, but this is like a marketing tool belt here. You need to have, like, you need to put yourself in the position of a customer. If, and that's all I did right now is say, okay, I'm coming to, you know, this place where you are and I need a painter. And, you know, you got to understand that like people don't care about painters until they need them. I don't care about flooring guys right now, but if yeah. I need a flooring guy, same deal. If my AC goes down, I could care less about air conditioning contractors. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not thinking about them. If I, if I see an ad for one and I don't need them, I'm not going to remember them. I don't yeah. know. But when I need them, who is going to win? Yeah. And that, that is what happens. So you have to understand that I guarantee on a daily basis, there's at least 20 people in your area that need painting done on a daily basis. And don't, you know, don't minimize the, the idea just because you live in a small town that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. 
you know, it doesn't because you carry out here. There is, it stays busy. I mean, that's, yeah, like I said, that's the thing I got. I was so comfortable in the summer and I was so overwhelmed with uh, just doing everything. I was like, I got, I got barely enough time to write up, you know, all that stack of estimates I got to do and put in the computer. How am I supposed to make time to market myself now, you know, and then the winter came along and yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I would believe would be the biggest focus for, for you in that regard. So in terms of, you know, in terms of getting this going, right. So you have, you know, you have Google, um, you know, the focus really against sustaining is good, but you should be, you should be allocating, a certain amount of money to marketing every month. You know, I think that that's something that a lot of contractors have a real problem with. And it's something that I've been really harping on for like the last two years of me doing this is like, if you're not mentally trained on how to spend your money and that's how we operate. Like if no one's taught you, Hey, when you make a thousand dollars, you know, Scott, you got to take 10% of that and be okay with giving it back out into the world. So you get more money in return. But if you don't have that confidence, like if it's never worked for you, like you're thinking, man, I'm not going to give a hundred bucks away. I don't know. First of all, I don't want to make that, that take that risk. Cause I don't know where, I don't know when it's going to come back. If it comes back and I just earned this money and I don't want to let it go. Yeah. That, that, that's what I call the employee mindset. That's the mindset where you've been taught to earn money and save. Cause you don't know when you're going to make more. You're not in control of that. Your boss is, but with you being in control of your marketing, you're going to know, okay, if I spend a thousand bucks this month on Google paid leads, paid advertising on Facebook, if I want to do that. Okay. If I, if I spend and I allocate $333 to each one, right. There's a really good chance that I'm going to sell one job and make in excess of a thousand dollars. Exactly. And that's, so it's, the mar- I've always like, believe it or not, marketing is up. Marketing and sales have always been my strong suit. Okay. And, and I think what's changed is I just, once I got started with everything and I was so caught up doing the work again and yeah. teaching people, that's when it kind of fell. Like I've always, all my other businesses, I've always, it's all mar- marketing orientated. It just happens to be that this, I think I just got too comfortable with word of mouth and yeah. I, I hit this rut. So right. I, word of uh, mouth is awesome, man. Of course it is. It's great. Yeah. But it's out of your control. And you got to understand that word of mouth isn't what it was when your dad was a builder. Exactly. You know, word of yeah. mouth, you know, people would meet at the coffee shop and just talk and, you know, oh, by the way, you got to call this painter. And the guy would reach into his wallet and pull out the business card of the painter. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd say, Hey man, this guy gave me a couple cards. I've been carrying them around for the past three months. Here you go. And now it's like, Hey man, I got this painter. He's real good. Oh man, I don't have his number, but I'll text it to you later. And then that doesn't happen. And then, you know, ultimately that's kind of where we're at in terms of like bridging that gap. That's, that's so the yeah. word of mouth isn't as reliable as it was and when it is, it's great. But then again, you know, when it, we, we, we fall into times like this, um, you know, we're, we're waiting around. So um, I'd like to kind of give, give you some like action steps right now, man, my honest assessment, because you, you know, you're going to be successful. You, yeah. you, you are, you, you have the, the marketing mind for it. You know, you have the sales experience. Um, I just would, I would really, I would really think the best thing for you would be to just write the check, man, and find yeah. somebody to help you. You know, yeah. and, and have you tra- have you thought about Home Advisor or Angie's List? Oh, so, it's funny because so are you? Did you 
you're like the admin for painting contractors. The Facebook yeah. Page admin. So yeah, it's funny from like being on that page. First of all, the amount of info and stuff I've learned over that has been great. You know? And, yeah. And cool. That's like the best tool going. Um, yeah. It's great, man. I, we got a good, we, we, those guys monitor that thing left and right, man. So we try yeah. to keep it, keep it clean and, you know, give value. Yeah. But uh, as far as Home Advisor, from that page, I just saw like a lot of negative reviews, and I'm getting called daily about Home Advisor, and I've been like, I don't know, like it seems like for me, it's like if I got, let's say there was ten bad estimates I got, and I paid whatever forty bucks, I don't know exactly what the the cost is, and I got one of those, and it was a good sized job, that still feels worth it for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Dude, um, that's that's what I try to tell. And, and it's like, these guys are so caught up on the, on the $40, right? They, they're, they're so tied to it. And, and the problem is a lot of these guys in that group, they, they paint every day. So yeah. for you, like you're not giving up in most cases, you're not giving up your physical time, sweat, and energy to produce the money. You're using yeah. your mind. Okay. And you can use your mind over and over and over and over again, not get tired. Let's yeah. get headed. Right. So for you, the idea of letting money go isn't tied to your physical sweat. Okay. So when you know it from that psychological standpoint, it's hard for people to understand the concept that you just outlined, which was, well, if I get 10 leads and I spend $50 on each lead, so you're looking at $500 in total cost, nine of those leads, let's say absolutely suck. They don't answer the phone. They're not interested. It was an accident. All the things that these guys have heard, which create this idea that Home Advisor is like the, the biggest scam in America. But you have this one guy that hires you for a $9,000 repaint, top to bottom. And then he refers his sister to you who wants a $4,000 interior repaint. She refers her cousin to you. And now you have three jobs that you bought from a $50 lead, which, exactly. right? So now, but hold on. Now, if you are a real marketer, you then have something to re-nurture those nine guys that didn't answer, that didn't call, right? And that's part of what Drip Jobs does is that it follows up with those people until they give you an answer, okay? So ultimately, those nine leads are people that you've paid for. Yeah. Like, that's your information. So do you, uh, I guess kind of a side note I'd like to hear on your input on your business, do you, so do you always follow up um, after you give an estimate? If you don't hear back from them, do you always follow up with the customer then? After I give an estimate? Yes. Yeah, so let's say you don't hear from them for, you know, a week or you don't. That'll never them. happen because I follow up literally 20 minutes after I send the quote. I follow up the next day. I follow up the day after. Uh, I mean, I know exactly. I follow up until they say, Tanner, stop calling me because yeah. ultimately I'm not just like, you know, at the end of the day, like I have three questions that I ask and I always know where everyone is in the buying process. So the the first question is always like, why do you want us to come paint? Like, what's the why behind the paint job? Oh, I'm moving. So like when I hear that, that they're moving in, boom, I know that there's a time frame on this job that needs to be done. So that's my justification when it comes to following up and not being annoying. Because if they give me backlash, I say, listen, you know, I don't want to be annoying here, but at the end of the day, we're a pretty big painting company when it comes to doing residential repaints. I'm about three weeks out and I know that you probably want to shop around. I know that you probably want to get quotes, but I have to be honest with you. If your closing date 
for your new house is in the first week of December, I'm going to need you to let me know whether or not you want us to do the job. Now, if we're only a couple hundred dollars away from making a decision, I'd be happy to do that for you. If you'd be happy to give me a, a deposit today so we can lock you in. And the last thing I would want is for you to, you know, wait too long. And then, you know, you're pushed yeah. out way beyond what we can help you with because we do 10 to 14 estimates a week. Does that make sense? Mr. Jones? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like when you have that why, like I know that he's moving so I can come at him like that and be like, look, I want to earn your business. We're a great company. You've read our reviews. We gave you a fair price. What are we waiting for? And it's like, sometimes you got to push that envelope. Um, but there's some people that aren't in a rush and more so I call them, Hey, do you have any questions? Did any questions come up? Do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? Oh, oh, actually, well, this painting company like told me that they're going to be doing this. So you guys are going to be doing that too. Oh, well, absolutely. That's actually included in your quote. You know what I'm saying? So it's like being there, being there, being there. Majority yeah. of the time, people are actually trying to get in touch with their contractor and not having luck. So when we yeah. flip the script, you know, that's that's the case. Let me ask you, do you have a, a couple of estimates out right now that you have yet to follow up with? Yes, yeah, some pending ones. Haven't yet, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, what's the reason you haven't followed up with? You know, to, I don't have one. I don't have one to tell you the truth. It's, it seems I've always been, I've always done sales and I've always been yeah. good about that. And with maybe I just heard from the wrong contractors, but I've been always under the like the impression that after you send it, they either want to move oh. forward with work or not. Oh, you know? it's the stupidest thing ever. I used to sell cars, life insurance. I mean, you have to be persistent. Exactly. And your persistence in the, in the eyes of the right person is going to recognize the value behind that. Not somebody that just cares about price. You're never going to win people that just care about price. No, when somebody no. tells me, oh, I found a cheaper contractor. Cool. Yeah. You know? But there are people, a majority of people that have either been through a poor experience and recognize the value of getting a good company um, or have yet to go through a poor experience and will be our customer the next time around. You know? And, um, and that's what I do. I always explain to people like, when I show up investment, Hey, like I, I try to be, I, I price everything as yeah. fair as possible. Um, and I, I'd sell it right there. We do, uh, we do very high quality work. We're, we're definitely not going to be the lowest guy on right. the, on the playing field. And I always do that on the estimate to kind of see how they react to that. And if it's a, you know, I can kind of judge yeah. their personality a little bit. It tells me a lot about the potential customer I could be dealing with too. Sure. Cause it's like, well, you don't want to be the cheapest customer or the cheapest contractor. You know, sometimes that's a red flag for me, but it yeah. also, when it comes down to estimating, if I still would want the work, I know if I got to, you know, go a little bit cheaper than normal. Sure. Well, there's certain ideal jobs that you love, right? So probably full interiors, yeah, right? Yeah. Top to bottom. Let me ask you, do you have any full interiors pending right now? So yes, I have a, interior but it's actually more of an apartment complex i gotta do the hallways in like four buildings okay it's like so it's like i want to say like six probably like 12 hallways 12 hallways what so what's the status of that right so what first would you quote it for so i'd have to look back i just i've sent a couple out. i'll i'll have to check get back um, with me on that yeah i will i will um but i sent that that one was probably a couple days old. Um, and what was your question? Your other question? Well, well, here's where I'm at. It's like, you know, you already have opportunity waiting 
Yeah. Oh, and, big time. and at this point, you have to recognize that there's something stopping them. Yes. Or else it would be an easy decision to go with you. You're a good and guy. Yeah. Uh, for example, I guess this specific situation, he told me right there and then he's like, Hey, the, you were the only uh, contractor at the paint rep store that uh, the store felt completely confident with uh, referring uh, right. referring your name to. And they were like, we'd like to go with you. But he was just a property manager. He's like, that's I what you. I was about to get there because they usually have checks and balances with property managers. Let's talk about, do you have any other estimates that are pending from homeowners that you've given? So yes, probably a handful of them. Handful. Uh, oh yeah. Especially now too, because people want to, I'm doing a lot of estimating for spring and okay. I, I've been trying to build some urgency with it because it's like, I'll sure. send an estimate out, blah, 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 they'll get it. I don't hear anything from them. And it's like, well, are they, do they want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, my honest opinion is that you're not calling them to find out and you're creating no disrespect. You're creating this idea that, you know, you're buying for them, these random people, you're telling yourself that they don't want it for yeah. some reason. Right. And it's making you feel inferior. You have to, you have to be an attacker. You can't yeah. just sit back and wait behind enemy lines and just hang out and hope that the phone rings. Cause it's looking at this assessment here, your phone's not going to ring. And yeah. you're hoping that the guy at Sherman Williams is having a good day and that he's feeling <laughs> good and he's yeah. going to refer you. You need to have some marketing and you need to start following up with your customers. It's following crucial. has been one thing I've struggled with the most and I've got to get better at. And so yeah. the reason why you've struggled and I'll be honest, and this is again, a, an assessment that could be true, could be false, but you tell me, is it because you don't know what to say? Not necessarily. I don't know what to say. I don't want to look needy for the work. And maybe Why? that's just, uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like. Is, it, is there a difference be, between being needy and being excited? Yes. There's a, a okay. time in between. You know what the difference is? What's that? How much money you have in the bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you have money in the bank and you're not desperate for the work. Yeah. It's very easy to come off excited. How do you come off of as, as excited? Well, it's pretty simple. You, you know a little bit about your customer. You know a little bit about the situation, right? Uh -huh. So you ask, Mrs. Jones, why are we here today? And she's like, well, it's been 10 years and I really want to get my house painted. And, you know, my husband's finally on board with it and he's letting me pick the colors. Boom. So I'm thinking, okay, husband's on board colors i got holidays coming right I'd, I'd use oh dude i would use holidays up there like it was like the hottest thing around they've never heard of it yeah i would i'm serious i would say and, and this is how i'd approach it i'd call hey miss jones you know it's scott i just wanted to touch base with you um had you had a chance to review the proposal yet okay it's been okay. a couple of days so obviously because you know ultimately that's what are you using to send your proposals or did you do it in person so I do, I do email for email right now. Okay. So you sent it through email. So, okay. So have you had a chance to review the proposal? Yes, actually we have. Okay, great. So did you have any questions? Just start like probing, right? Like, do you have any, like, what is like, obviously the, the real question is like, what's stopping you, you know, but you're just going to go in. Do you so have any questions? Question, I guess question from your standpoint, do you, so I always, I'll send a nice message. Hey, it was really nice meeting you. Blah, blah, blah. I'll talk about the estimate a little bit and I'll finish with like, Please let me know if you got any questions or concerns. I would be glad to answer them kind of thing. 
do you wait to send that at a later date? Like, do you wait maybe a day or two to a ask them if they have any questions or concerns about the estimate? Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? So, so the, the phone is the most powerful sales tool. It's going to beat marketing. I mean, email, and it's going to beat text messaging, right? Like again, drip jobs is sending these automatically for me. Like the day after is going, is yeah. going is when that email goes out and yeah, I'll get some people to reply, but they're not obligated to reply to an email. When I am on the phone, they're not going to hang up on me and they're not going to leave me hanging. So it's like, I know my first go-to is the phone. Like I'm talking you specifically. And, and I don't know, are you using a program to send uh, the estimates? No, just uh, okay. I'll write them up on a Google drive. And so, uh, so right now, and, and this is because I'm a big fan of this software, but uh, and I'm not trying to advertise here, but drip oh, jobs hey. is going to have, I'm, I'm going to have to shoot out there. Drip jobs is going to have estimating and invoicing. And, and it's going to, and, and one thing I love about Joyce, that's what I'm using now in the meantime, is that they show you when somebody's going to open up the proposal and drip jobs will do the same, but it, it lets you know when someone's looking at your proposal, crucial sales hey. tool you know, crucial. Whenever they click that proposal, it says, Hey, Joanne viewed the proposal. Okay. So I know oh, she's not know that that is, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's I, awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so you know that, and you're going to call and say, Hey, Joanne, did you get a chance to look at the proposal? Okay. I do. I, I'm not going to say, Hey, Joanne, I saw that you were looking at, I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Really funny story. Actually, dude, this guy, um, this guy, I gave an estimate to eight months ago. And I looked on my ticker and it said that he was looking at, he was looking at the proposal and I called him right, right away. I didn't even know like what time he did. I just saw, saw that Scott, you know, blank was yeah. looking at the proposal. I called this guy and he almost flipped backwards. He's like, no way. I was just looking at your proposal. There's no way you knew that. And he was just like, so impressed that I followed up with him and I couldn't hold it in and be like, yeah, man, I just had a good feeling. I'm like, I actually told him, I'm like, yeah, man, our software actually lets us know. And he's like, oh, you should have took all the credit for that. You know, it was just funny, but it's a, it's a great sales tool to have. Um, and that follow-up, it just gives you that much more of an incentive. Like, okay, Joanne's looking at this proposal a week later. There's a reason why, you know, yeah. I got to call her, you know? Um, but I'm telling you right now, the estimates you've given, there's money sitting there. There's jobs sitting there. Oh, it's a matter time. of big time. And there's, it's a matter of needy is, doesn't exist. If you're on this conversation with me, like there's no, you're not needy. I know that. There's, yeah. there's people that have that person. Oh, I'm not, I don't want to come across as needy. It's probably because they don't have any employees to feed. You yeah. know, it's like, they're, they're probably like one man teams. Like if you, like, I don't come across as needy, but I will get work for my guys. Like I will call every person in my contact list until I find a job. If I have to, if it came down to that before I let my guys go a day without working. Yeah. Like that's the level of, of commitment I have to my team. And that's the level of commitment that's that, good. you know, I, I assume you have too. So when you have that level of commitment, it's easy to follow up with that level of excitement to come across to your customer that says, Hey, we're the right contractor for you. We want to do this job. I'm excited. And going back to my example, I'm excited to finally get those colors you want on the wall. And I don't know if I mentioned this to you in our appointment, but I'm actually going to bring over a few color samples to help you decide. How does that sound? Oh, wow. That's amazing. That was one of our things that I was super worried about was the colors that we were going to pick. Okay, great. And here's another thing. And I know that you know this holidays are coming up. My number one priority is to my team and making sure that they have work. Okay. And I would love to know if maybe 
I gave you a small discount that you'd allow us to schedule this job during this whatever time frame you need. Uh huh. And I'd, I'd like to know, would that work out okay for you, miss? And then, oh my gosh, you know, we were just thinking that that's right around where our budget is. Like, you got to be creative and you can't be afraid to come across that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really, really good advice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, but yeah. We'll jump in. Like, a lot of the times, the biggest, biggest struggle, and it, for me, it's not a problem, but it seems, especially, let's just take the, the painters, contractors group, group, you know, yeah. for example, it seems, you know, I can guarantee about 11, 10,000 of those guys probably wouldn't want to pay a single penny for a lead, no matter how cheap it was. It's yeah. just because they, they can't see to that. And I think it's like, employee it's mindset. Point. Yeah. It's employee yeah. mindset. They yeah. work with these, bro. And it's, and it's hard, you know? Because so Exactly. There's a big difference from, you know, and, and your hands only make you so much money. Your two hands can only yeah. make you so much Is money. Is your dad still working? So he's not. So when I, so what, what's been so hard for me too is, he like passed away suddenly. Oh, this was like, wow. uh, so this is, and I ended up, I was like, I picked up the tool belt again. I was like, my dad's worked so hard to reestablish wow. himself in Wisconsin. And that's kind of why I legacy. I love that dude. It was, it was something I really, uh, I talked down on a lot too. I was like, I don't ever want to be a contract. Like, I don't ever want to do that yeah. and, because I was always doing my marketing and sales things on the side and I was working for him you know, on the side, um, to get, you know, to have some stable cash flow, but I, I gave it a shot. And once I was in the hands of the business, yeah. it was I, I game over, you know, Enjoyed it. me too. My, my father's a, uh, was a painting contract. That's how I got into the business. Oh, um, yeah. you know, so, and my mother passed away and taught, you know, she was like her, his business, um, kind of like helper, you know, yeah. he just did the work and she kind of, so they, they went hand in hand and, uh, she always told me to learn a trade. I never wanted to do it. Remember I said, I, I did car sales and life insurance. And I was just like, why would I want the inconsistency, yeah. you know? Right. Cause and then you, you remember when your dad went through the recession too, don't you? He got just slammed. He was in the suburbs yeah. of Chicago and he was building four or 5,000 square foot spec homes. And wow. And when he moved up here, we moved our, like a farming territory because there was land and there was a little bit still of a market up here. And that's wow. what it was. But I saw my dad from a young age struggle with that. And I was like, I never want to be staying away with that until, yeah. and my dad, he was very good with what he did. He was very well known and he did like no advertising whatsoever. It was like completely word of mouth. He only dealt with certain clients. And so it was like, it was like a culture shock when he got back up here and it was hard for him to reestablish himself because he wasn't yeah. ever running any advertisements or anything. Yeah. So when he comes up there, it's, it's 50 times harder. And, and the thing about getting that structure of marketing and learning to, to manipulate these systems, Google home advisor, I can go anywhere. I can take, I could pick up and take my marketing and reputation with me. Exactly. And that's a powerful thing. Yeah. I'm going to leave to go to Georgia. I just transfer everything to Georgia. I have my Google listing. I have my home advisor reviews. I have my Facebook reviews and Georgia thinks I'm, I've been there for 30 years servicing their town. I don't know anything there. Yeah. You so know? do you still use home advisor? Um, now that you're very established, not uh, so much, not as much as I did. I'm a big, big uh, proponent of utilizing it, uh, for a startup getting, mm -hmm. getting going. I use it. I use it if I need it. I mean, if there's no lead flow, boom, I'm turning that on. I'll, and I, 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 
I say this a lot, man. I'll use anything that's bringing in leads. I don't yeah. care. I have an allocated budget in my mind that I will spend no problem. I used to spend four grand on Home Advisor a month. Oh, Everybody man. like, what? You're crazy. Why am I crazy? We're doing eighty to ninety thousand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that to me is like, hello. Uh, I'll I'll spend four grand for the rest of my life if that's the return. You couldn't get exactly. that in the well, stock market. Like that have never made never impacted me in a negative way i've always seen them in a positive way like and, and, any and, i yeah. had to a company like that especially marketing yeah like investments, i never i don't i barely see that as an expense i yeah I do, it's not but, I don't. but i'm telling you right now like you know what to do bro like if, the, if this conversation does anything for you it's follow up like today like after we're yeah. done and then and then get some marketing going I'll, I'll message you a good friend of mine who does google He's okay. awesome. And he's actually uh, in one of our podcast episodes, marketing came out last week. So if you're okay. jumping on the podcast, I know you're kind of catching up, but if you see the marketing one, Ryan Davis, man, he's phenomenal. Um, all right, man, that's, that's our time, dude. But me and you will connect. We're going to jump on and I thank you so much for, for your time. Yeah, bro. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Gonna, yeah, man. Um, and real quick, dude. Um, Hey, I really hope you enjoyed the breakthrough series. Um, hey, if you're interested in jumping in and allowing me to dive in and help you break down some barriers in your own business, please reach out to me. I'd love to have you on the next breakthrough series session where we will dive in. We will figure out what's going on in your business. I will give you actionable advice and you'll be able to use that advice and take your business to the next level. So if you're interested in that, reach out to me on Instagram, however you need to reach out to me, find me and we will set up a time for me to coach you through the barriers stopping you from growth.